Hey guys, Bill here. Thanks for checking out another episode of the podcast. Today I sat down with Nikki Russell and we talked about fitness, we talked about dieting, we talked about nutrition, we talked about, well, just a whole bunch of different things. All right, if you are interested in fitness, if you are interested in dieting, this should be a pretty good podcast for you to sit down and listen to. All right, if you have your own input, be uh, by all means reach out to uh, reach out to me, and we can discuss these things. I am always down to gather some new information. All right, quick solid shout out to Iron Asylum, located actually on the same strip as CrossFit Certitude. If you are looking for a place to lift up really heavy things and then put down really heavy things, Iron Asylum is a good place for you. Now, one of my favorite things about Iron Asylum is they're open 24 hours a day. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, they have 24-hour-a-day access. And uh, if you're like me, you keep odd hours, that's one of the really cool benefits about a place like that. They've got some really awesome state-of-the-art equipment. They've got battle ropes. They've got kettlebells. They've got free weights. They've got cable machines. They've got all kinds of things for the power sport athlete. Uh, I like to think of this place as a health, a mental health and wellness center, not just simply a health and wellness center. That's just, that's really oversimplifying what Iron Asylum is and what they stand for. So if you are looking for a really fantastic place to work out and uh, train by yourself, that is a place where you can do those things. Uh, they've also got a bathroom, and that's also really important to a gym. And really any place... Uh, where people like work out and live and really, I don't know. I think it's just good to have a bathroom. I'm a, I'm a big fan of toilets. I don't know about you, but I know where I stand on toilets. I don't. I sit on them depending on where I'm at. I mean, you know, these things, you know, all within reason, I guess. All right, folks. Um, also, quick solid shout out to uh, Dave and Seth over at 5150 Vapes uh, for all of their uh, their continued support. There's some interesting guys. Stop by. Get to know them. If you're looking for a place to kill some time that uh, you know may involve, uh, I don't know, vaporizing flavored nicotine or no nicotine. Maybe you just like vaping the flavor or you want to vape CBDs. They have CBDs for you to vape. All right, shout out to 5150 Vapes and Iron Asylum. Iron Asylum can be found on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to check them out. They've got uh, all kinds of cool updates, and their posts are really, really funny. All right, also check out 5150 Vapes on uh, Facebook and Instagram as well. All right, without further ado, Trap Lord Circuit, take it away. Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is that you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. I very much appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm here today with Coach Nikki Russell of CrossFit Certitude. Good good morning, afternoon. Afternoon, Bill. How's it going? Fantastic. Awesome. All right. Um, so, Coach Nikki, please tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay, so uh, I've been coaching CrossFit for about six years, and I started CrossFit uh, originally with my ex, and uh, we had opened up a gym uh, on the peninsula, and actually the first gym on the peninsula, and at the time, I had never really gotten into fitness. I came from a background where diet and exercise were, um, I was I was very unknowledgeable about both. Um, I used exercise essentially just to try to lose weight. So I had weight issues and I was overweight for 
the majority of my life up until probably my late twenties when I started to kind of get a control over that. But that, at that point I had just, um, accepted the fact that I needed to exercise and, uh, it was hard for me though. So the motivation to do it and, and to continue doing it and, and not really seeing any changes in my body. I mean, that was, that was my life. That was what I experienced. And so six years later, um, after being a part of CrossFit and, and coaching CrossFit, um, I've learned so, so much about the body, muscles, um, diet and, and how food affects like our energy levels and what we're doing. Um, and the realization that you can't just do one thing to be healthy. Your health comes with this complete package. And it's unfortunate that we have so much responsibility when it comes to our bodies, but we are living in these bodies for a very, very long time. And unlike our vehicles that we can trade in when we trash, we can't do that with our body. And so here I am. Not um, yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Um, and so basically, so now, so I have a gym uh, in Soldatna, and it's behind Saving More on Key Beach. And in the gym, our focus is on reinstating proper mechanics in the body. Um, so I have a lot of members or a lot of clients who come in um, who have been injured, uh, who, who are suffering from pain and um, chronic inflammation. Um, you, some have been in sports, uh, some have never been in sports and um, all different ages. And so what we're focused on is clearing up the issues that are continuing to force these clients into a state of pain. And so we're not just in there working out. We're not just in there trying to sweat and, um, and burn calories or, or hit weight loss goals. We are trying to create a better way of life for the future. And, um, and that's what we're focused. So we do, um, a lot of yoga and a lot of, um, uh, fascial releasing. So I don't, know how much our client or our viewers know or listeners know about fascia, but it's our uh, saran wrap basically around the whole muscle tissue in our body. And so every uh, bit of fascia is uh, connected all throughout. And so if you have an area like your shoulder that has suffered, uh, maybe you dislocated it or, or bumped it aggressively, um, and that fascia will shell over and then create issues and basically kind of clog pipes within the body. And as we release this fascia with pressure, like a deep tissue massage, um, that releases inflammation and clears up muscle tissue. And now all of a sudden, um, your the individual has better range of motion in their shoulders and they feel stronger. So they feel stronger in their push-ups. They feel stronger in their presses. And all the different um, exercises we do, it enhances and creates even a better uh, benefit as they continue to gain in the gym. Okay. So the other side of that is um, is diet. And that goes along with that muscle tissue. So diet is definitely something that we're always looking at as well. Well, I think that uh, <clears throat> I, I'm speaking from experience. Um Maybe not, the, maybe not the best person here, but um, yeah. The, as you as you 
going through the diet thing like that that for me that's been a struggle that's just it's like a regular i don't know uh i get ahead of myself right like i start feeling like oh i'm doing i'm doing great it's okay that i you know i slack off and that i i do this or that i do this um so if we can kind of go into diet because I, I i'd like to i don't know if it can be simplified what is the simplest way to do this what is the what's the the paleo diet it's often referred to as the paleo diet well let me i mean let me start by saying that part of the reason why we have such a hard time with diet because again i i had these same struggles so when i was younger um and and dealing with uh being overweight and feeling awful about my body and had very low self-esteem I would go on dramatic diets, like 1,200 calorie a day diets. I went on a soup diet. I went on the paleo diet. I, I have um, gone through all of these different diets in order to, to see this uh, weight loss was basically was my intent. was like I just wanted the number to go down. And through those diets, um, what would happen is some of them would result in that number going down. So you would get that initial weight loss, like 15 pounds, and you're like, I'm on a roll. And then you continue to push yourself and you're doing your workouts, but you're not getting enough energy in. So your body is actually going to start storing even more for you, and that's what happens. And so basically, I would plateau after every diet. So for my first month, I'd get the results, I'd feel good because I'm seeing the results in the number, and then the next month, I'm pushing as hard as I am, as I can, and I'm, and I'm not seeing anything. And so the basis of nutrition is, is understanding what our food is actually giving us. We live in a world of manufactured things. Yeah. We have now taken our food, brought it in, and dissected it down and basically stripped it of everything it has to provide for our bodies, our muscle tissue, our organs, um, our immune system. It's within the earth, within our plants, within our, our animals, like within the things that we're meant to be eating off of earth, it's in our food and we no longer are getting that. So we go and we go to McDonald's and McDonald's, the reason why it's so terrible is because there's absolutely no nutritional value. You've stripped everything out of your food, and now all you have is chemically manufactured product with maybe some of the original thing that you had left, but it's been stripped of its actual nutrients. So now the body is not getting any of that nutritional value. So your vitamins and your minerals and your antioxidants, that all these things function and help metabolism. So what is our goal? Our goal is to increase metabolism. In, in, instead, though, what you, what you hear is you hear, I want to lose weight. But you're thinking you want to lose weight, but the reality is you want to get a higher metabolism. Who wants a slow metabolism? Nobody. 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 So instead of going after this number, which it turns out this number is actually your muscles atrophying because the carbohydrate that you're putting in the body when you, when you, when you take in carbohydrate, hydrate, it means it's, 
it's hydrating your muscle. So as soon as I take out carbohydrate, you're taking that water, that, that lubrication out of your muscle and you're dwindling it down and you're making it brittle. And so this is when the muscles start to, you're going to see pain and you're going to see cramping. Um, you're going to see maybe numbness and tingling because uh, muscles are now going to constrict nerves. So your food and, and what is in our food plays a huge part on the whole process, but we've missed that part of it because we want convenience. We want to, we don't want to take a vegetable and, and cook it up and eat that vegetable because that just doesn't sound enjoyable at all. But the reality is if we were actually thinking about this vegetable as a source of power, as a way of creating something within your body that allows you to be stronger, to be healthier, to think clearer, then it doesn't seem so hard. All right. So can I, re- I did conspiracy theories. <laughs> All right. So do you think that the ignorance regarding nutrition is intentional? No, not at all. Because here's the thing. I spend extensive amounts of time going online and researching things about diet and the different, um, you know, uh, diets around the world and, um, all the, all the information and studies that people do for these diets. And they're all mixed differently. It's like, you'll hear one thing here, see, see one piece of information here. And it's the opposite on this other end. So, so you can't look at you can't look at diets. You have to look at what, what does your body need? What are, what are your organs need? What does your pancreas need? What is the vitamins that your pancreas needs to function? What is your liver function off of? You start to take in and you say, okay, vitamin E, uh, I need folic acid. I need protein. Like these, and then you take those body's needs and you eat for that need. And then you're now supplying your body with the energy it needs without all of this extra corruption going in. Basically, all we're doing is spiking our insulin every time we do this. And so going into glucose spikes, you're, if people are very afraid of carbohydrate, um, so, you know, paleo is uh, a little bit less um, carbohydrate, I believe, right? And so it's mostly like meat um, and vegetables. And so... Um, Whole grains like um, quinoa obtain a lot of nutritional value. And so they're basically made up of branched chain amino acids. And your muscles are made up of branched chain amino acids. So when you eat quinoa, this is a food that supports your muscle growth and muscle stimulation. And so that's what you're getting when you intake quinoa. So if I eat quinoa every day... I'm giving my muscles fuel for whatever I decide to do that day. Or if I'm somebody who maybe doesn't do a whole lot physically, but I'm mentally focused throughout the day. Maybe I'm a college student and I'm going through like textbook after textbook or, or, or whatever have you. That's your brain is, is constantly producing energy because of what you're doing. And so we have to feed that energy. And when we stop feeding it, and we start cutting off things because we're trying to cut into like diets and restrict things because we're trying to get into weight loss, then all of a sudden those bodies, they don't function anymore and and there's no homeostasis. And so you're going to see high blood pressure. You're going to see different immune disorders start to pop up. You're going to see more inflammation start to appear. And it just continues to dwindle as people continue to lack in diet. 
Okay. Um, what are some of the things that, that you would recommend people looking into as far as what maybe they should be eating? You mentioned quinoa mm-hmm. as a as uh, a very good uh, example. You said it as, as a great example. The what other foods do you think people should be looking at? Well, so if you were to Google the Mediterranean diet, okay. that is a very good basis of basically what I promote, and it is it's plants and vegetation um, and and animal protein um, and and good fats. So you're it, it's it's not extremely difficult when you start to look at it like, so avocado, did you know that avocado is a source of good fat? Yes. Okay. And you're probably not the only one that knows that. What about nuts? I, I know they're a good source of, uh, I knew they're a good source of protein. I necessarily have good fats. Okay. So here we go. Nuts are a great source of fat. What about coconut oil? Uh, yes. Good source of fat. Good. Um, let's see. What's another one? Oh gosh. Dairy. So now some people would say... Well, it, I think that, I, I mean, depends on what your intolerances are. Maybe sure. depends on what your your personal preference are. Maybe mm-hmm. you're vegan. Um, so, I mean, whatever you... Some people, I don't know. It changes. Dairy, yeah. dairy yeah. If, you, if you're a Rastafarian, you're you're probably going with like a coconut milk or a soy milk or something. Okay. So you just, you just agreed and said that you know those certain fats that we have, yeah. right? Okay. So now carbohydrate, right? Yeah. So what, what would in your like guess, best guess would be a good carbohydrate? Uh, I was always told that garbanzo beans. Garbanzo beans. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Beans are a good carbohydrate and... Uh, good protein. Protein, exactly. Yeah. And they even have a little fat in them, I think. Yeah. So you got all your carbs. So beans. Beans are great. Do you know another source of uh, carbohydrate? No, no. I try not to get too crazy. Okay. So potatoes. Sweet oh, great. potatoes, yeah. white yes. potatoes, right? Yeah. Squash. Yeah. So like these are more complex plants. Yeah. The potato gets so much crap. So much crap. Nobody I love likes the, the potato. potato. I love the potato. I love the potato with the potato needs with, to come back with whipped cream Whoa. with heavy heavy Simmon cream out. heavy cream <laughs> heavy cream okay. heavy cream yeah. with some 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 butter. Oh, so you want gar- yeah? You're getting great you're, mashed so, potatoes. So as Bill's talking, we're getting the, out of the yeah, nutritional absolutely. Value. However, let me say, at least you have a potato and not French fries under that heavy cream and butter. Well, the other the other thing, and this is what I'm person like this is what I'm, and I'll probably fall off of this soon. Is just the more I think about just being more thoughtful with my diet, uh, just being more thoughtful in the things that I'm like eating, and and really um, whether it's like coffee and okay, so now I've added milk and now I've added sugar, all right, uh, but I didn't, you know, but I'm it, I'm not putting in. I don't know. I'm not going and getting 17 ingredients at a Starbucks. Right. Um, For sure. That is huge. And then, and the coffee with sugar, unless you are taking in like several teaspoons of sugar yeah. or like a, a fair amount, that bit of sugar is not going to be harmful. You're going to, so, so anytime we take in glucose in the body, so table yeah. sugar is glucose, right? The pancreas responds by bringing insulin into the blood and then links onto your glucose and it stores it and it stores it in your liver and your muscle. And then if you have any glucose insulin left over, it's going to store it in your fat. However, if you were to say go into some ab contractions 
and hold them for maybe 30 seconds to a minute and do a few rounds of that, you would start to lower the blood sugar in your body, which, which would allow that glucose to be utilized so you don't get the store in the adipose tissue, which is your fat. So like we have control over how we store the fat and, and if it gets stored. If I, if I want to say, okay, if I want to eat, I had a piece of carrot cake. Somebody made me some carrot cake and I love carrot cake. And it was just this oh, amazing, like the cream cheese icing. And so um, that's a lot of sugar. Like you're talking about the insulin is going to go into a crazy spike because the sugar is going to be so high. But as I did this, I decided to do wall balls while I ate my carrot cake. So what I would do is I would have like five bites of carrot cake and then I would do 50 wall balls and then I would take a little bit and then I would do another. <laughs> what is the I'm problem? Getting, I'm getting nauseous. I'm like, no way. why don't you just take shots of milk between, no way. Between no way. rounds? So like, and so basically <sighs> the, all, the, all the sugar I was taking <sighs> in was getting used up. By the muscle that needed it as I was doing those wall balls. So, like, I get to, I got to eat my carrot cake without any, like, repercussions. And so, um, now, now here's the deal, though. So, say I'm somebody who doesn't take in glucose on a normal basis. So, I don't eat breakfast. I eat lunch. And for lunch, I have a salad. Because everybody, like, loves a salad. I have a salad and I have tomatoes and peppers and and maybe uh, maybe a little bit of chicken on there okay and then I'll eat again maybe around three o'clock and have like like a yogurt okay and then I run into this carrot cake later on in the evening okay your body wasn't getting any glucose in that entire day. So that means your pancreas, like it, it, it's got to be operating on a continuous basis because yeah. it knows how to run insulin if it has like a system to go off of, right? So the body hasn't gotten any, any glucose in except for maybe that yogurt at three. So it gets that glucose in, but then come that 9 p.m. carrot cake, and then that sugar goes in, and now the pancreas has to respond like aggressively. So at this point, there's a good chance that the pancreas doesn't respond as well. And so that you're left with glucose in the blood, okay? So like you can have high blood, high, high blood pressure or, or low blood pressure, and it's based on whether insulin's sitting in or glucose. And so, your body's ability to function is 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 garnered by continuing to see steady adequate fueling throughout your day throughout your whole day not so intermittent fasting that's this is one of these reasons so when we fast for that period of fasting time your brain is starved of glucose your brain does not start converting glucose into, or I'm sorry, your brain does not start converting fat into glucose until after 24 hours of being in ketosis. So that means right now with your brain functioning, if you go six to 12 hours, 15 hours with fasting, your brain is starving. 
your central nervous system is starving because it functions off of glucose. And it's probably tapped the liver and the, not probably, it has tapped the liver and the muscle glycogen. That means when you tap in the muscle glycogen, do you know what it's called? No. Atrophy. You're, you're, you're going into a uh, catabolic state. So your body has to create glucose somehow because your brain needs it. Okay? So it has to convert it. So it converts it from the liver and then it converts it from the muscle. So that means my bicep that I worked really hard to like blow up is being eaten for my brain because I'm fasting and my brain needs to eat something. So it's going to eat that muscle tissue. Okay, so why wouldn't, why wouldn't the body feed off of the fat? Because it doesn't know how yet. Because it has to be converted to that. Because the brain functions off of glucose from carbohydrate. Okay. That is, like, if you go and you Google what is the brain's um, source of energy, it will say carbohydrate. Or um, glucose, sorry. It will say glucose. Glucose, okay. So glucose has to come in somehow. And when the body isn't getting it, it will take from the liver and the muscle completely and go into all its reserves before it will start taking from fat. So it's got to deplete its entire system. And then the fat, and you can go and Google this. Because like that was something that I looked. There was a video of like the conversion. And so you can do it. You can get the body like to go into this conversion thing where it now breaks down fat, but you're still breaking it down at such a slow rate and you're still not warming up the pancreas. That means the pancreas isn't receiving a lot of glucose. That means if you screw up or you decide to take a little vacation from your, from your ketosis, cause you can go in and out, right? You're restarving the brain over again. What is ketosis? Ketosis is a state that your body goes into when it's, it's starved of glucose. So your body's natural energy source is glucose. Glucose is taken from the sun in plants. So plants absorb glucose and we eat the glucose in the plant. How do you know if you've reached ketosis? So there's sticks. There's like little tester sticks to take and stuff. And it, and it, and then I guess there's a breath, like you have a ketosis breath. So, and to me, to me, and for, and for somebody who, Again, a very, very sick child. I had so many immune disorders. I had so many dysfunctions. I've had so many issues with my body. And I am now on this fueling of just, I just eat what the earth has provided. And, and yeah, like I'll eat a brownie or I'll co- a cookie or I'll eat a pizza, but it's not the basis of what I'm feeding myself off of. And it, it's a continual thing. Like I'm consistently doing it and I don't get sick, Bill. I used to get, you know what my nickname in school was? Sicky Nicky. Sicky Nicky. Yeah, let's hide back. Okay, Sicky Nicky. That's how bad it was. It was the only logical one. It was literally so bad that, like, I was just sick for everything. Like, I missed out on stuff because I was sick. And um, I we ate we ate shit. We ate frozen food. We ate hamburger helper. We ate all this stuff that is chemically altered and doesn't have any of its uh, value in anymore. And it screwed me up and I'm, I'm about to be 35 and I've been repairing my body over the last few years, like really over the last few years, because when I first got into CrossFit, I only knew 
high intensity. Like I only knew like, okay, let's, we're going to, we're going to make sure we drive our knees out, keep our back straight. We're going to pull on weight. We're going to pull ourselves up. There's so much more complexity to the body and, and to our health and food and posture are the key fundamentals. I believe in creating a life that is without pain and, and you, you can be happy about. So, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. What are your thoughts on multivitamins? Okay. So I don't, ag- <laughs> I don't agree with them really. I, I think that, um, supplementation, it can be useful. Okay. And that like it's, it should be like an addition to what you're eating, but you can get your vitamins from your food. And if you weren't so busy stopping at, you know, Arby's, and not you specifically, obviously, not you out there specifically, I'm just saying, then you would eat the vitamins that you needed in your food. Can I, can I tell you that in the last uh, in the last 14 days, I've, I've eaten at Arby's. That's what it's I'm saying, It's not a regular thing. It's not, I will say this. It's not a regular thing. Vitamins are in your food. I also, I still have my multivitamin. Um, but I... See, and you don't absorb that shit. I'm sorry. For, first of all, multivitamins already are hard to absorb. So if you go and research, most vitamin companies will even admit to the fact only partial absorption happens, right? Yeah. So that's if you have a body capable of absorbing. So like my body could probably absorb vitamins fairly well because I'm freaking, my nutrition's on point. I'm very like, um, your digestion I'm is- on, I'm on it. Exactly. Yeah. However, if I'm somebody that has any kind of messed up diet, is is trying to restrict things, and like things aren't functioning as a whole, you're gonna absorb even less. So you're probably just like taking vitamins for no reason, spending that money, just peeing it out. I am not a doctor nor a scientist, however, <laughs> however, I do mad re- st- like self study and research, and I and I go and I try to find. The most accurate information, not based off of fad, not based off of like, you know, quickest results. Like I'm not a quick result kind of gal. I, I, I've been working and doing this thing. I am a fairly good athlete. Uh, we do uh, a CrossFit open, like kind of pre games every year. And I'm, I'm usually in the top 10 and of, of, of the state. And so for someone who, had no fitness background, no sport background, had just corrupted everything and a really bad diet. That's pretty good. And so, so the, so the things that have gotten me here are my attention to the details of the body. And that's the thing. I'm not just in it to, to just go hard and, and, and go home. I'm in it to literally change things. I want to see, I want to see my body be able to do the things that I know a healthy body can do. And I'm going to do it. Okay. Um, how do you, uh, how do you deal with injury prevention, not just with yourself, but with, uh, with your clients? So I, um, I'm a very, um, strong supporter of active recovery. So, uh, I do get injured. Um, I'm in high intensity fitness. I am in sport. And so injury is definitely a thing that happens. Um, and that injury is not meant to just be settled in on. And, and so what's happening is 
whenever we get injured. So say um, I I mess up my wrist. Okay, like I, I hit something, hit a wall, I don't know, ran into something, caught myself wrong, sprained my wrist, jacked it up, not good. Okay, so the wrist is just killing me. Um, at this point, it's going to be swollen, okay, because it's been traumatized. So when the um, area around the injury gets swollen, that inflammation is actually um, good. It's, it's the body is coming and sending in basically soldiers to protect the area. Yeah. Let's block it off, okay? Because, like, we've just traumatized that thing, and the body's like, we need stability, we need a block, we need to create some, like, structure here. So your inflammation starts to surround the area. Now, here's the problem. People don't realize that you got to be able to let the guys back out, okay? And so as my inflammation's building, as the top of my forearm, so as you work into like the forearm and into the bicep and tricep, so the top of the arm, okay, all these muscles are starting to get very, very tight, because they are also being pulled on. Because They're all as kind of this, interconnected. Yeah. Mm-hmm, as my inflammation picks up, it starts to pull and yank on other tissue. Okay, so then what happens is other things start to yank even more on the wrist, which is already inflamed. So as it's pulling on things, now it's getting pulled on. Okay, which is going to make inflammation even harder to like do its job. So the idea is when someone injures their body, okay, we're going to First, release the area around it. So we're never going to be on the area of inflammation. We'll always be above or below it. We'll be working with the corresponding muscles that are attached to that area and that joint. And we'll be working to loosen them up. Once that's done, at that point, you're just looking at stable activation. Meaning, I'm not using a weight, but I'm using my central nervous system to turn muscles on around the wrist and forearm and stabilize the area. And so that's what the body needs. That's what it's looking for. That's why the whole inflammation's there. The inflammation's there because it needs to correct the problem and stabilize it. So if I soften the tissue and then start to kind of strengthen the area by like giving it a little support, the body is going to be able to heal it faster. So my turnaround times on healing an injury are very, very fast. Um, I've had a rib come out and I've been able to settle that back in um, just by, so I was, was leaned over for some reason and then I sneezed and I sneezed so violently that the back rib like came out and it was, so it was putting pressure on like my lung and, um, and so like I just like, I had a lot of trouble moving because it hurt so much. And so that afternoon, I um, I just hung out on a roller very gently and like kind of eased pressure into it and um, did some breathing and then did some self-stabilizing. And within the night, it was back in. And the, I think it was by the next night, I was able to work out. Um, I uh, had a back injury uh, in the very beginning of CrossFit. So when I was um, first year, I was deadlifting I pulled a very heavy deadlift that I had warmed up for. Um, this is prior to the vast knowledge that I have ac- accumulated. Um, and I, um, I tore like my L2, L1, L2. And so like, um, so I did that, like felt a pop. It's not good. It took me six months to heal. How, how important is it to warm up? It's so important. So important. And so like, and that, and you're priming, you're priming as like a stretch. So that's the thing is like, um, 
real quick before we go into that. So basically, I had a very similar injury happen about six months ago. Okay. And I was able to recoup myself within four days, and I was back to working out. And it was a, it was a, um, I had uh, did the opposite. So instead of pulling on it, I had compressed it. And so like I created like this like bulging compression and like I couldn't even walk. And like I was trying to get on the bed and it was like immense pain. And four days later, I was fine after doing releasing of my glutes and like stabilizing around the spine and stuff. Um, so, 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 uh, warming up, you're, you're looking at a, a few things. One, um, when you, we stretch and we warm up, we're, we're opening the muscle up and we're also talking to the central nervous system. So when I talk to the central nervous system, that means I'm saying, okay, we're about to create some serious movement within the muscle. You're going to stretch and contract. These are, these are actions brought on by our central nervous system. So the, the body's ability to do that, we need, we need that communication. And so as we're stretching, we're also working through our own, like maybe accumulated tightness. So maybe you slept a little crunched up and a little um, tight the night before. And so you're kind of loosening those areas that have kind of hold in pocketed. Um, but the only thing is, uh, if you only do your stretching and warming up and we don't work into, um, the soft tissue and the stability work, you're still at risk because your, your, your soft tissue work, no amount of stretching is going to release your soft tissue. It's going to keep the soft tissue you currently have. So the range of motion that Bill has right now if you were to do yoga every day, you would keep that range of motion, okay? But you would not be able to buy flexibility and joint range of motion without that soft tissue work. Because your body, it's like uh, taking a band and then tying a knot in the band. And then if you were to stretch both sides of the band, you, would, you could stretch the sides and what wasn't in the knot. But the knot doesn't get stretched. And so that's where your soft tissue work comes in. And then your stability is our muscles don't like to activate at all. We are very lazy creatures. So our muscles deactivate just on their own. And so when you go into stability work where you're forcing your body to engage. So like I use a dumbbell and I hold it over my head and I'm locked out and I'm just holding there. I am forcing the body to find stability and tension to maintain the weight over my head. And that's what it needs. It needs to have that. Because if I was just to hold my hand up without the weight, my body doesn't know how to turn those muscles on themselves. I have to teach it. Oh, we are currently at... Oh, no, I'm just saying that. It's, uh, oh, that time. is it getting that time? Oh, yeah. All right. All right, at this time, uh, Coach Nikki's got to dip out to teach the kids' class. So if people are interested in CrossFit Certitude, they uh, want to talk to you about diet information. How do they do that? Um, so we have a website, uh, CrossFitCertitude.net, actually. Um, it just changed from .com, so it is .net. Uh, we have a Facebook page, and then a couple things. Uh, we have pricing for a lot of different variations. So we have discounts for um, uh, firefighters, military, um, basically all civil service individuals. We do discounts for um, 
high school like sports. So if your kids are enrolled in sports um, and you're looking for training, uh, we do a discount for kids that are enrolled in sports. We have a high school discount as well. Um, so there's a few other discounts in there that are pretty nice um, for what you're going to be getting in the gym, which you're basically getting personal training and coaching um, even though it's as a class, everyone's individualized as they're coming in. Okay. Uh, Coach Kyle. Coach Kyle, yes. So Coach Kyle is currently out. So he is in Wyoming um, fighting fire. Uh, so he works at, uh, for the Alaskan Department of Forestry. And he will be back in the gym. And he is also a coach. Um, and we do we work together on this injury prevention and injury rehab um, and so by uh, next week, he'll be back. And so he'll be available too. He also teaches uh, coaching. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, wrestling. Coaches wrestling. Um, so he'll be doing that this winter as well. Okay, very cool. So also CrossFit Certitude on Facebook and Instagram? That's correct. Oh, on Instagram, yes, as well. Very good. All right. Well, very cool. Thank you very much for your time. Thank, thank you very you much though. for the coffee. All right. Thank you. So we 